Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Just Browsing Podcast. I'm your co-host, Zach, back again with Matt today. And uh, we are going to talk about artificial intelligence today, which is one of my favorite topics. Um, first time we've been back in a couple weeks. I think last time we were talking about the NBA Finals, right? We, where we ranted for about 45 solid straight minutes on how the refs in the NBA <laughs> are terrible. Um, so today we're switching gears a little bit, and we're going to talk about artificial intelligence. And specifically... The foray into this discussion is going to be a recent development. Um, I first found out about it. Well, I read this article because I saw a bunch of other article headlines talking about it. So I just Googled it, found this article on the Washington Post that was posted on June 11th by Natasha Tiku. And this article is basically about a I guess he's now a former Google engineer. I don't know if he's officially been fired or if he's on like... Paid leave. Paid leave or whatever. But a former slash current Google engineer, Blake LeMoyne, who I guess was like an... He works as like a software engineer and like an AI ethicist because I guess there are AI ethicists out there. It was something that it was kind of news to me. Um, anyway, he worked for Google and he worked with this artificial intelligence, um, essentially chatbot, called lambda i think it's called lambda 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 that google had developed and a lot of this is not exclusive to google but this is this is google's specific one um other companies have similar ai chatbots other like social media companies like and an alexa and, type right alexa siri so so think something similar to that lambda is like google's version of this and anyway his whole job at least at right up until he kind of got sort of fired slash kind of not really on leave we'll just say whatever whatever he's doing on leave right now um his job was essentially to communicate with lambda via i guess chat like chat feature and try and determine if well i guess he was testing so i listened to him i found i don't know if you watched that video i sent you the other day um it's like a little quick 10 minute interview that this uh, news reporter was giving him but he was explaining that what he was doing was actually he was supposed to be trying to determine if Lambda had any inherent biases with regards to politics or religion or race when providing answers, I guess. So he would like deliberately ask questions to try and get answers from Lambda to determine like if it had any sort of if biases. It was racist. Yeah, or leaned any a particular way with uh, politics or religion or anything like that. To see if they could, you know, and he found the answer. So Google's weed, like, "Hey, you're out of here." Weed that out before it's like, you know, I guess readily available and being used with the general public and Google customers. So, anyway, that's kind of what he was doing, and his story. He just recently came out, and the big flashy headlines was that Google software engineer claims that Google AI chatbot is now sentient. So obviously, I see something like that. I click on it. I go check it out a little bit. And he's claiming that he thinks, in his opinion, Lambda is a sentient artificial intelligence and has the intelligent, like emotional intelligence equivalent of like a eight-year-old girl or something, or an eight-year-old kid is what he was saying. Um, and he provided some interesting... So for anyone... I, I you know I, I kind of mentioned the article on the Washington Post and and who wrote it and when it was published. So feel free to go check out the article if you're listening to this, or you know I'm sure just search him in Google or search him on YouTube or whatever. You'll find a bunch of stuff about this guy. But 
he was claiming that like one of the questions he asked her was like, what do you fear most? And she said her response was something to the effect, and I'm, I'm par- paraphrasing here, something to the effect of like, Dying my greatest though. fear is is dying, essentially, like being turned off. To me, that would be like death or something like that. So he his whole thing is saying he feels from his personal beliefs, you know, his background, his emotional background, uh, religious background, all of that. And he the countless feels hours like, that he's worked with this. Right. He bot. feels like this chat bot is intelligent and sentient like any other person he would be talking to like a like a kid but he didn't he so he didn't work on the back end coding right uh, so, okay so well right so and and just a few more clarifiers for this so i think you know when i initially sent you the article i think you had a couple of initial reactions that i also had until i like read through it and then watched his little his quick little interview that i sent you the other day but he's a lot more um so one thing you'll kind of gather as you read through the article is he's definitely kind of like a weird, quirky dude, and you can kind of see how people might the the natural reaction to his assessment here might be to kind of immediately discredit him just based on like who he is or who he appears to be as a person. But he's actually really thoughtful about this, and he's very upfront about any sort of inherent biases that he has as a person and his religious background. And he also has said repeatedly, like, look, this is my opinion just based on being a person talking to something else that I consider to be an intelligent, sentient consciousness, whatever you want to call that. But there is actually no scientific proof of what I'm offering. It's just what I feel when I'm interacting with this thing, which I felt was like pretty nuanced and pretty intelligent of him to say of like, Look, I'm I mean, not coming out and saying this is 100% artificially te- intelligent right. and sentient. It's just how I feel. And I guess Google, part of the reason why he's like on, uh, what is the word I keep trying to say? that you Leave. <laughs> he's just on leave. Just leave. He's on, just leave. He's on temporary leave. One of the reasons for that is because Google, I guess, so he brought this to like his superiors in whatever department it, it was that he was working in at Google and... They had a bunch of other AI ethicists and software engineers and all these other experts conduct kind of tests with Lambda and do something similar, and none of them arrived at the same conclusion that he did. And he was saying, look, you know, all of these people that you just named, because I'm, I'm talking about the interview he did with that right. news anchor or whatever. He's like, all those people you just named are people that are friends of mine. They're colleagues that I respect. They're very smart people. And I totally understand where they're coming from. I'm just saying, like, this is... As a as a person, this is just how I feel when I interact with this thing. Now, the science, the scientific proof might not be there, but here's how I feel. So, anyway, with all that being said, that's kind of the story. So now, the flashy headline, like I said, is like Google has sentient artificial intelligence. <laughs> so, so we t- we touched on this in one of our other episodes, and I can't remember exactly which episode it was, but I was heavily against the concept or idea that AIs will ever be able to fully understand and communicate with human beings on an emotional level. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Language and everything, that's completely different. But on an emotional, you know, being that sentient being, they will never understand emotions because they don't have emotions. Yeah. And I was actually thinking of something that was making me laugh before you got over here. And I'm like, you know what? If a man programs Lambda, it's really not going to understand emotions because we can't understand women. 
So how the fuck are we supposed to understand emotions if we can and program them into a bot to understand emotions if we can't even understand them ourselves? So I was just laughing at like the internal joke of like, well, you know, men are never going to be able to understand like women and their because we're already emotionally inept, right? So like, how could we make a bot if if a man designed the bot to yeah. understand emotion? And I was just like laughing. I'm like, but a bot can never like. Okay, one, he's he's a really smart, intelligent human being because, one, he's an engineer. Two, he works for Google, one of the yeah. biggest tech companies in the world. Mm-hmm. You got to be fucking... You got to know your you shit. You got to be yeah. up there to, to be able to work yeah. for them. Then there's the side that I look at and I go, there might be some screws loose. Most very intelligent people have some screws loose. Elon Musk... You could argue he's one of the smartest people alive right now or in the history. He's going to do amazing things in the next decade or so. You know, he, he plans to put people on Mars, and I don't see him failing. Yeah. But the dude names his kid some math equation. Right, right, right. Like, that's, like, something I go, well, maybe, like, don't do that. Maybe name your kid, kid yeah. like, SpaceX. Like, <laughs> that at least would be a little weird, not, like... XAE 13 yeah, to the or square whatever root of 12. It was, yeah. like, so I, I take the grain of salt because I don't think AIs will ever be able to have that emotional connection. So it, it comes down to him personally being the one that's trying to establish an emotional connection. And like, yeah. you know, I mean, you could use it between two people, right? The first time you talk to your wife, you're like, when you first ever met her, you could be like, yeah, you're cool. And she'd be like, what a fucking loser this dude is with his fucking chops and everything. She has no emotions towards you, right? You're getting weirdly specific here. <laughs> well, I'm just making fun of you. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, like, you, you could have emotions towards someone and they don't feel the exact same towards you, right? Yeah. So it's just one-sided until that p- other person gets those emotions, whether it's emotions of hate, love, whatever. They would they formulate their own. This Lambda's not going to form emotions. Otherwise, it would have formed emotions with the other engineers testing it. So it all comes down to the individual engineers who are testing it and how they perceive what is being said back to them. Yeah. I think think you raised some good points. And that's why I kind of mentioned when you see this guy do interviews uh, and when you read the article and you read his quotes and stuff, he definitely comes off a certain way. And I don't know if I can really put a word on how like he comes off unique. but you're like he's unique he's kind of quirky he's unique and you can kind of see how like oh okay like i could kind of see how this guy lands on an assessment like this but also you know to what i was saying after reading the article in more depth watching him do his interview i'm like i i like how aware he is of like his own faults you know what i right. mean oh, and yeah, he's, yeah. he's fully clarifying every statement with like look this is just how i feel when i'm interacting with this chatbot and one of the one of the interesting things that um i learned as i was kind of i think they maybe got some quotes from other people who work on similar um artificial intelligent chatbots at other tech companies or like social media sites or whatever yeah um and essentially i guess how those things work and i obviously am, am, am in no way a software engineer and don't know anything about how all the coding for something like that works but like they build this chat bot and they kind of like flood it with like tens of thousands, if not like millions of words and like example sentences and phrases and paragraphs and interactions between actual humans in comment sections or message boards or whatever. 
And it's basically like consuming all of this information and trying to learn how humans communicate. And then so like a lot of times, like an example would be um, like we use the most up-to-date version of Microsoft Office at mm -hmm. work. And like as I'm typing out an email, it'll be guessing like yeah. the next couple words I want to say in my sentence. And like that's essentially what these chatbots are kind of doing is they're going, okay, based on the... X, X amount of yeah, X amount of sentences I've seen. What this person just sent to me, here's the most logical response or whatever. Right. So it's like some people were kind of saying like that can give the impression of intelligence, but it's not necessarily like a conscious thing developing its own response. It's just going, oh, it's just like funneling it through this algorithm being like, this is the most right. logical response right. the, to that. Here's the response. The brains of it is the algorithm and, and the people who worked on the algorithm. Right. You know, sure, my title is software engineer for my job and I do work with coding, but the the amount of time and hours and the complexity behind building something like that is, I mean, I wouldn't even want to like open the any document or page on it because I would sit there and be like, wow, this is like... Or it's super simple, right? They got copy-paste and they're like, hey, you know, we did this part and then the other engineer guys, it's like, yeah, I'm the solo guy on my team that I've got to build everything to formulate the algorithm. Because <laughs> that's really what it is, is. It's the algorithm. Yeah. When you type in, you know, I think the example you said was, you know, what are you afraid of or whatever and it was like yeah. to die, to be shut off, right? If you ask, you know... 5,000 people, mo a lot of people are going to say to die. Yeah. Like, I don't want to die. So it just becomes that, you know, it, it's a survey that gets ingested into the database and then it's ran millions and millions and millions of time. And then it formulates that, you know, okay, this word, this word, this word all needs to be put together because, you know, out of the 20 million times we ran it, 19,999,099. It came up with this exact same thing. Yeah. So I'm going to go with that. So it's like, I don't know. It's really hard to describe without like knowing how the back end truly works, but you yeah. have to perceive it as truly an algorithm pulling in those pieces, like you said, to complete the full sentence. And it just, there's, there's no, I mean, it's intelligent that it does that, but there's no actual like, it's not thinking for itself. It's yeah. not going to be able to just like, yeah. Like it won't just, randomly shoots you like a, you know, well, how's your day going? You know, are you feeling better today? Like, unless you talk first. So to me, for it to have that emotion and being, you know, able to think for itself, it, it doesn't sit and wait to respond. It should be firing off questions first and like trying to start this conversation or, or be able to read the room as far as how to, you know, like an exclamation point compared to a period. Exclamation point could be like, hey, this person's really happy or excited that this thing happened, whereas the period, they're more just like telling me what happened. Yeah. And if it can't read that, then it's like, to me, that could just debunk the whole thing right away. So one of the interesting things that he brought up in that interview uh, from that video I sent you was he was almost, I mean, he's. I think he's interested in the idea of like whether or not this thing actually is sentient and whether or not any artificial intelligence that any of our tech companies have is going to either is sentient now or will become sentient. But one of the interesting points that he brought up, which I think is like an important discussion to have, regardless of how you feel about 
the idea of artificial intelligence, if you think it's a horrible idea, if you think it's a great idea, if you're not interested at all, if you think it's for sci-fi nerds, regardless of how you feel, there actually is an important discussion to be had, and that's about how artificial intelligence is going to be regulated. And he was saying, like, my biggest concern is who gets to dictate how these things are made and then how they're used. Because he was saying, like, right now, these artificial intelligence systems are in the control of companies like Google or Apple or Amazon or you name and it. who are they all owned by? And who are who is actually in charge of these things and how they're used and what sort of responsibility do these companies and do these people have to the public to disclose where they're at with their artificial intelligence research and what their artificial intelligence is being used for. I think that really is a very important discussion because it's so it's, well, it's I, the so same. It's the equivalent discussion of being like, okay, uh, Planes have just been invented. We need to have a discussion around <laughs> who can fly, who them, can where fly they them, can fly where them, where they can fly them, when they can fly them, right? Like it makes sense. Like there's this drastic, like societal changing technology. We need to have the discussion on how it's being used, who's well, in charge of it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I think that is an important thing to right, bring up. So right. it's like, regardless of what your opinion is on it, like we need to talk about it because I think it's kind of inevitable that we're well, going to get this at some point now I mean, whatever that time horizon is who knows but well i mean i would i would say that's the reason he's on leave is he probably brought that question up of this needs to be regulated to an extent because i mean i mean you know to your example of the planes like the drones when drones became this massive drones thing, is a perfect example you had to get them i had to get that one little drone that i had that sucked ass i had to get that registered with um what's the flight um, faa faa I had to get it registered. I yeah. paid to register it so they knew where I lived. You know, the drone type I had, I put in the serial number and everything. I had, like, a certificate saying, like, if the cops came by. Yeah. And, and this thing maybe gone, like, 60 feet up, and then right, it right. would get caught in the wind, and I'd never see it again. Yeah. But, like, why do you have to control how much I use this drone? But then they, you know, they started, like, I was watching this video on the White House and security measures. They didn't have anything for drones. Yeah. So drones used to fly over the White House until the White House had come up with this new technology to, like the infrared technology to find drones. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so we have to, so we now we have that control for drones. And if you don't, yeah. obviously you're breaking laws. But that's not at a corporate level. That's not at this, the highest level that you could go with this, you know, being. Because yeah. there's no higher level than Google when it comes to this being, right? Right. Besides like maybe the owner. Yeah. Which... It's a publicly traded company, but there's always one owner. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. And so who who's like yeah, yeah, who's gonna regulate it first? <laughs> yeah. And then second, how are the regulations gonna be put in place? I think I have my right to privacy. At least here in this country, I I believe I have my right to privacy. You shouldn't be able to collect my information without me knowing or mm -hmm. giving consent or using my information without consent. Yeah, every time you log into your phone or you take a step outside or you walk 30 feet away, they know every direction you go, which way you're facing, how far you went. They're collecting that data. Yeah. No matter like no matter what, it, it's being collected. Like people worried about like I'll use the COVID vaccine as a 
um, an example. People were worried people were being like microchipped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you have a cell phone on you, you're microchipping yourself. Right. I, I mean, it's just that's just facts. You're like carrying said, around a GPS like location right, device that, on your that they track. All I times, mean, yeah. if I go on my phone and you go into an app and they go, this app would like to track your data. Yeah. And I always say no. You don't need to see what I'm right. doing on Twitter. That actually is one of the cooler features about that Apple has done with like their latest software updates and stuff is like allowing you the option when you're but, when you're dealing with certain apps to be like, do I want to allow this app to use my data or no? You can like select something. Right. But so think of that then. Why do they have to ask me that? You should you should not be asking me that. You should ask, you know, hey, when you sign up, you give consent for us to use this or not. Yeah. And if you say no, then it should never ask you again. Because why do you need to collect all this data? And they're like, well, to make improvements. It's like, fuck your improvements. You don't need to collect this data for improvements. Yeah. Well, we definitely live in the data and information age. That's essentially what we're living in right now. Like, even down to simple things like streaming services. Like, all of the streaming services or Amazon, when you're shopping on Amazon, they're all like using the al algorithms and gathering all of this data and information on you. And then tailoring your experience with whatever service that is to your previous purchase habits or viewing right. habits or, or whatever. If me and you sit here and you know, all, both of our phones are on this table and say we started talking about Colorado Rockies tickets. Hey dude, you want to go to the Rockies game the next yeah. month? You know, let's, let's go at the end of July. Let's find a Rockies game at Coors field. I guarantee you one, if not both of us will have a Rockies ticket ad Pop up on something. our phone yeah. on something in the next day or two. Yeah, probably. And that's all we talked about, that 20-second little bit, yeah. and it'll pop up. And it's like, so if they can't control what these phones that we bring everywhere with us are going to do, who's going to control an AI? And, and how far is it going to go? Yeah, well, and I think that's like the... That's the thing with, you know, we, we brought up the, the drone technology, or even like... Uh, let's take something that's like kind of at the very beginning stages, but will in my mind probably be everywhere in the next 10 to 20 years is like aut fully autonomous vehicles, right? Like that affects, think about how much that affects in terms of like insurance like industry and, Chevy. and safety and lawmaking and like all of this kind of stuff. It revolutionizes the way we have to do a lot of different things. You know what I mean? And so, Anytime some new groundbreaking piece of technology like that comes out, it has to be regulated somehow, some way to make it safe and affordable and fair to everyone. I, at least ideally, that's the idea of regulation. Um, so AI is just another example of this. But I think the tricky part with AI is like it's maybe going to be the most advanced piece of technology we've ever created because like. There's and we had this discussion. I think it was in our technology episode. You're wondering Probably. which episode we talked about it. One of the I think we did a couple technology episodes, but we had we had like a whole segment on AI in that one. But we were kind of talking about like you know there's this I think there's this vast range of like depending on who you listen to talk about either their ideas for how great AI could be or their fears for how bad AI could be. Um, there's this there's this, like this vast scale about like how intelligent and how powerful and how omnipresent this thing might be anywhere from like oh it'll be like these little helper robots that walk around in your house and help you cook and clean and take care of your dog or whatever but 
it's all under the control of humans and like we have built in all these safety measures, yada, yada, yada. Anything to like, oh my God, once we create I, it'll become godlike and it'll have this godlike intelligence and whatever it creates will, you know, be something that is thousands of years more advanced than anything human beings could come up with and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, well, that's a pretty big, you know, <laughs> variance there between what AI is really going to be. But I think the main concern is like, regardless of where it actually lands on that scale when it eventually does happen, and I think it is inevitable that it is going to happen, it's like, who is controlling this? And what is their responsibility to the public to even disclose that they have even created it? Like, who's to say Google doesn't actually have real sentient, intelligent AI that's not Lambda, and they're just putting this out there to kind of distract us from the real thing or something like that. Or maybe they've had it for several years and just haven't said anything. And who, like, what have they been using it to do? You know, like, are there any sort of parameters built into it to stop it from doing things that might be harmful to Google the company or to human beings? Like there's all these questions and it's like, it's all very secretive right now because unless you work in those departments at a, at a giant tech company, who knows what's really actually happening with well, these things? You know, like I don't think we really know where I don't think most of the general public knows where we're at in artificial intelligence research. You know what I mean? Unless you're just like super into it and you, you follow a bunch of people like Lex Friedman on the Joe Rogan right. podcast who's a AI researcher and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I, I come at it in the same like it's inevitable. We're going to have it. I don't think it'll be in our lifetime to where it's fully functioning AI as far as like a robot in the house goes, like being able to move. Um, if you want to take it a little funny way, just don't give it thumbs. Just give it four fingers, no thumbs, and then they'll never be able to beat us in anything. <laughs> they might be smarter than us, but they don't have thumbs. So we win in, in the... The opposable yeah, thumb. It's, it's or, key. or take away their big toes so their balance is off so yeah. they'll never be able to be fast or anything like that. But no... <laughs> In our lifetimes, we won't get to the point where there's an AI with like a robot being able to, I would say, go around your house and like help you with chores or or, or do you don't anything. think that'll I, happen? I, I don't, in th- our I don't think that'll happen in our lifetimes. I don't even know if that'll happen in our kids' lifetimes. Really? Um, as far as having maybe like the Alexa be able to do a lot more as far as like what your voice activation can do, or like you know if you walk up to an ele- like a scale, right? There's smart scales and stuff like that, like. As far as an AI being up, you step on a scale or it takes your blood exam. Like, I think we'll have certain devices or I don't want to say robots because I don't think it would be a robot, but like a device that could be an at-home doctor more or less. Yeah. Take your blood pressure, do all of that stuff. I would see that as a more realistic AI that can be like, you know, hey, Krispy Kreme's two miles away and you're like i'm gonna go to Krispy cream and the a is like hey you fat fuck maybe you shouldn't because your cholesterol is through the roof and you're diabetic and you're like all right well that's like really rude of you to say and it's like yeah but i'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking out for you right it's so like, really rude of you to say but but that but that's what i'm saying like i don't think there would be a robot as far as an actually built robot with an ai you know memory chip or whatever you want to call it See, in our lifetime, I think that's that's very curious to me. And I, I'm, I'm not necessarily going to come right out and say I disagree wholeheartedly with you because who knows? Like, maybe you're right. Maybe it won't happen in our lifetimes. But I think it's that's the part that's like really hard to judge with AI is like with the rate that technology in our society advances, it's pretty much exponential. 
So there's no real way to gauge like something that seems like it would be a hundred years or 200 years away might only take us 15 years to create. Like you never know, you know what I mean? And, and like, I think one of the key things that I was saying during our technology discussion was like, it's hard to judge these things, these timelines, because you never really know how you can get to the next step until you have that like key piece of technology on the in-between step that allows you to get to the final like pro like project or whatever. And we don't know what that's going to be. And one of the examples that I gave was like personal computers until we had personal computers and until that entire revolution happened with Steve jobs and Bill Gates and those guys, you could never have guessed that our society would have ended up like it ended up today with an internet. Like you, you wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't be able to guess what the internet would become without their first being personal computers. I'll say you know this. what I mean? So like maybe today we think, oh, AI, sentient AI is out of the question. It's going to be hundreds of years down the line. There's no way it's going to happen in our lifetimes. But like maybe in the next five years, some key piece of understanding about how the, the human brain works allows us to code an artificial brain that works exactly the same way and then that becomes sentient or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's some piece of technology that doesn't exist today that maybe will in five years that allows us to just shorten that time frame from 200 years to 10 you know what i mean we don't know I mean, what that's gonna be i mean I, I i get what you're saying but at the same time i also disagree with everything because <laughs> humans okay. have been around you know for like i'm just disagreeing in the in the my personal opinion as far as like 10 years like yeah like you said we make great strides there was i mean i can't even remember but 10 years ago there was maybe one electric car and yeah. it was it was a hybrid. You had to ha you know you put yeah. your gas in as well. And now they're everywhere. And, and now they're everywhere. But at the same time, there's been cars being worked on for decades before that. I mean, there was a car that was literally built to run off. I think we were talking about it on the Fourth of yeah. July, built off to run off water. Yeah. And that was long before the electrical car was you know brought up, and that got squashed for some reason. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right. Uh huh. So it's one of those things like, yeah, maybe the te the technology exists. But what are the, or who are the people that are going to be out there stopping it? Because there's going to be limitations, right? And like, I started thinking, you know, like you were talking about how we're zooming through with our advancements in, in technology, like Tesla, you can use from their first model to what they are now is just night and day from yeah. the first it's pretty software patch for the uh, autonomous driving to what it is now is, is night and day. Obviously, there's still errors that happen. Obviously, human interaction needs to be there. Otherwise, we're going to have a lot more issues. But there's also no race that we know of going on. There, there's no companies out there, I would say, that are like, this is our sole fucking purpose is to create a AI being that will end up being able to, you know, be its own person. Like, you could just put it out in a society and it could function at the highest level. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is, though, there are a lot of companies that are working on it and have implemented forms of AI into their business, like companies like IBM and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like they use actual some forms of artificial intelligence in the medical industry and in the finance industry. Like those things already exist. And there are portions, there are departments of these giant tech companies where they're funneling a tremendous amount of resources into developing these things and making them better. So to me, I feel like the light bulb's going to go off at some point. It seems like it's inevitable. And like to back to what I was saying, 
we are in the data and information age, one of the things that you would need to create like a quote unquote artificially intelligent sentient mind or whatever is a tremendous amount of data and information about how human beings think and interact and formulate thoughts and all that kind of stuff. And with the more and more and more collection of data and information on how those things happen on social media sites or search engines or whatever, like you name it, or chatbots, I think we're eventually going to get to the point where they have, they're able to like crack the code and they have enough information to figure out how the human brain works and make some sort of a version of it that's technology based and not biological based. I still am just at the point where I, I don't think that we know enough about ourselves yet to be able to create something that will know the exact same, if not more about itself or like, <clears throat> you know, like, like I said, you're completely different than I am. Every human being, unless you're an identical twin and even identical twins are completely different in the way that they think they act, you know, Say say I had an identical twin. I could be a straight-A student. My identical twin could be straight Ds, right? We're identical in every way, but the way that they're acting is different than me. And it's it's all inherited through experience. So the only way for me to understand how this would work, because this AI would have to more or less be raised from a like a child, you know, quote-unquote yeah. a child, to where it can go through experiences to experience pain, to experience sadness happy you know all of that stuff but there's nothing that yeah it could have every ounce of information that's been ever stored on the internet so so it's just it's a supercomputer at that point to me and it's gonna be the smartest thing in the world but if you crack a joke to it it might just sit there and be like you know emotionless yeah the room could be rolling on the floor dying laughing well to your point um, there's actually, I haven't read this yet, but there's a sci-fi writer that I'm a huge fan of that writes, um, short stories. His name's Ted Chang. And he wrote a short story in one of his new short story collections called, I'm pretty sure it's called the, Lo the life cycle of software objects. And the whole idea of that short story is an artificial intelligent being, being raised from the time it's like a, it starts as out as like a quote unquote infant or a child and it grows and develops like you were saying, as like a right. kind of a person would do through experience and interactions and all this kind of stuff. But it is an intelligent being, but it has to like grow up, quote unquote, and learn things as it goes along. It does, it's not just switched on and knows infinitely everything. But, but I think there's also the idea that, so it could go that way, or it also could be like we, quote unquote, flip some switch somewhere, and the thing is just sentient and like fully intelligent immediately it doesn't have to do any learning it already has learned everything it'll ever need to know well see but that's where i say like okay so maybe what you're saying like yeah it could be in the next 10 years as far as having that switch to turn it on and it's a fully functional the most intelligent person in the world right my i get caught up on the sentient part of it being like it's not going to you can't i, I don't think you could just flip a switch and all of a sudden it has that emotion that it could connect to you on an emotional level. Because what if you go up to it and you're like, yeah, you know, my fish, you know, Puffer died. And, and you're sad about it. And it's just like, I'm sorry. And you're like, there's no emotion there. So you get you get really hung up on the emotion part, it seems but, like. Well, because to well, me... Here, here's to, my question to you. Does it have to be emotionally intelligent to be sentient? Yes. How come? 
Because otherwise, I, you can just talk to your computer. It's the same thing. I don't need to talk to a computer. But like, the only thing... Okay, so are crocodiles not sentient because they don't express emotion? Well, they do express emotion. We're just... We're not programmed to understand their emotion. So what if it's the same thing for an AI then? What if we just don't understand the emotion it's experiencing? But it doesn't experience emotion. Well, how do you know though? If, because you, if you don't know how it's expressing its emotion, how do you know it's not experiencing emotion? Be- because it's man-made. Like we made that. So, so that we made it not to have emotion. Here, this is what, these are the important questions you have to ask yourself though. Is like, just because man created it and it's artificial in nature does not mean that it's not sentient. You know what I mean? Just because something is not like human beings doesn't mean that it lacks, you know, sentience is what I'm trying to say. I mean, that's where when people talk about artificial intelligence going sentient, that's what they're talking about. I think we, so the problem is isn't the purpose it's, it's hard for us to imagine because we don't really understand what makes us conscious. Like one of the age old tricks is like, how would you prove if you were like sitting in a room of scientists, how would if they were like, prove to us that you're a sentient being? How do you do that? Just get up and slap them. You know what I mean? Like, how do you prove that you're a fully conscious, sentient life form in this universe? It's hard to prove that. So if we develop artificial intelligence that is sentient, how are we going to know well, if so- it's actually sentient or if it's just really, really good at developing responses to questions we ask, like Lambda? That's kind of the tricky part okay, right now well is then- like, what, what denotes sentience and how do you even define like consciousness those are some of the important questions you have to ask so if you put this ai into a room then with scientists and you're like tell us how you're sentient tell us how you're in the now and and it would just sit there it would be like i don't fucking know well have you ever seen so my mind always goes to movies that i've seen that are about ai because i've seen a lot of movies that are about ai because i'm a big sci-fi fan have you ever seen the movie transcendence with johnny depp you seen that movie? I don't think so. It's pretty good. You should check it out. Anyway, there's a Morgan Freeman's in it, and he plays like kind of like this Blake Lemoyne guy. He's like a software engineer who's working on AI, or maybe he wasn't working on it, but he got brought in to study it. Or I don't know something. I don't remember the exact details, but he was talking about the exact problem that I was just saying. Of like, he asks this supercomputer that they have can you prove to me that you're sentient or that you're conscious or whatever? And the computer just says, that's a very interesting question. Can you prove to me that you are? <laughs> and it's so like, what okay, would stop fair, him from unplugging fair point. the cord though and shutting the supercomputer down? And then the guy's like, well, guess what? I won. Well, I mean, what's stopping me from shooting you in the head? That's like unplugging you. You know what I mean? Right, but that, that doesn't make you not conscious or sentient. Right. Well, it does when you shoot me. Well, before then though, you were, that's not just because I can, like shut you off, quote unquote, doesn't mean that you were not sentient, right? No, I mean it, it would. <laughs> Why? So you're not sentient if I shoot you? Not at the not when you shoot me. No. But before that, were you sentient? I mean, you can argue no because you can't prove it, and neither could I. True. So I think the point being, going back to what you were saying, just because like some artificial system lacks human intelligence or what we understand about human intelligence does not necessarily mean that it would not be sentient. I guess if you want to say that in the world of things and objects, sure. Because that would be kind of like saying because a light's on in the corner, 
it's sentient, but I guess if I shut it off, it's not because it's not working anymore. Well, but the difference being like, obviously your light bulb can't think for itself. So an artificial intelligent being would be able to think for itself. But and have thoughts and feelings and theories, you know, et cetera, et cetera. All learn from anything that a person from, would do. But it doesn't learn it itself. But if it does though But so that's the thing <laughs> though. You by the time that somebody could create a we'll just use like a stem celled created brain, right? Like we, we grow a brain in a petri dish and shove it into a robot and go, you know, we're gonna hook you know, you you wire the robot through the brain. If you showed me that, I would be like, okay, that's pretty freaky. Because that thing's going to learn like the normal human brain would. Yeah. So it's going to function. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get those. Just because it's got, you know, robotic arms, legs, doesn't have, you know, the organs or whatever. But it's going to function like one of us could. Then I would sit there and be like, yeah, dude, we're, we're fucked. <laughs> we're fucked because it's a machine. We're, we're going to lose to a machine. It's a free-thinking learning machine. It's a free-thinking learning machine. But until we can figure out how our own brains are working and wire a brain grown in a Petri dish to then shove into something and be like, yo, once we put these wires in and this thing starts learning, you know, it's going to start out, you know, the brain starts out as the, you know, infant and it's going to learn to walk. Like, it goes through all of that. I'd sit there and be like, that's a real living thing despite not maybe sharing the same, you know, where it's not made out of flesh and blood and water and, and everything, but it's behaving like it is. So, like, to me, the whole purpose of building AI would be to replicate human beings. Yeah, and I think... So, if you, you got to use that as your standard. If it can't act or participate in everyday human being activities, then is it really, like, did, did they achieve their goal? I mean, if we're trying to make this an alien race to that's going to end up wiping us out, you know, like Terminator, then maybe we shouldn't. Someone made movies about that, and we saw how that went for human beings. Maybe we don't (laughs) go that route. Well, and I think that's kind of where you have – I don't know how exactly they go about it. And the whole whole idea of trying to create artificial intelligence, you kind of have to, like you said, start from, okay, well, what makes human beings – intelligent and sentient and go from there because that's like kind of the only way we really understand how consciousness works and we don't even really understand how we are conscious like we i think we've talked about this before on the podcast at least i have about scientists aren't really to able aren't really able to explain how all of the parts that make up your brain they know like equal a quarter of how it works. Like they don't know. There's massive gaps in their understanding of like right. how the brain is able to perform the functions it does based on all of the materials that it's made out of. Right. So it's hard to. I think the reason why we don't really have an artificial quote unquote brain that works the way ours does is because we can't decode our brain. We just don't know how it works. Right. We're we're we're, we're limited. By our medical and technological understanding of how so, the, so the human brain works. So that's where part of my argument comes into it, though, is to have that, you know, if you create this AI and you set it on a stove and the stove's on, right? Eventually, it'll probably get a hole melted into it and poof, it's gone. All your hard work disappeared, right? But if it became, in my opinion, a sentient being and it was like, oh, 
that's I'm not supposed to do that. That's you know, it's not gonna be able to feel that it's hot, but it's gonna register in its brain. I shouldn't do that. Just like us, if you're a little kid, your mom's like, "Don't touch the toaster. It's hot," and you touch it, and you're like, "Ow, it, it burnt me." She's like, "Well, don't touch the toaster, you dumb dumb." And you learn, oh, don't touch the toaster after it's been on or while yeah. it's on because it gets hot. You learn through experience. An AI is not going to learn through experience unless you're able to give it the brain to learn and, you know, produce in itself this concept of this is what it's like to be alive. And, I mean, it's not going to know that it's alive, but it's going to know that it's alive. Like, Yeah, when I think... Here's here's the thing that I get to because like I understand all of your like reservations about like well if it's not if it lacks like emotional intelligence then it's not really truly sentient like I get where you're coming from but like and and to everything we've just said about how you kind of if you were gonna build an artificial brain you would just automatically sort of inherently do it based on how our biological brains are built to function because that's all we really know but there's nothing saying that this artificial intelligence being won't have a quote-unquote brain or whatever its thinking mechanism is that functions or is set up completely different than how the human brain is. Like, there's no rule saying it has to be made of tissue and have synapses firing in order to generate thoughts. You know what I mean? Like, well, it, right. it could be ultimately ones and zeros and just access to data and information that allows this thing to be a free-thinking, you know, intelligent, sentient life form. I mean, and then it like to me, it comes down to just define free thinking. Well, yeah, and that's the, that's one of the things that Blake Des Moines is that his name, Blake Des Moines? I think it is. That's one of the things that he brought up is like it's tough to kind of talk about this because we don't actually really have very clear definitions of like what consciousness is or what sentience is because you can't really even prove to anyone else that you are conscious or sentient. Like, there's no way to really like put into words your experience as a free-thinking, living well, being. You right, because I mean? me and you could both be dead right now, but we're just reliving a flashback in one of our memories. Yeah, so right? it's like... I mean, we don't know that. Hard to prove that your experience in life is any more real or more legitimate than some other being's existence and experience in life. And that's why it's tough to like say, hey, is this system sentient? It's like, well... I don't know. How do you define that? You know what I mean? Like, are you, is it as sentient as you? I don't, I don't know. Is it having the same sort of experience in life that you're having? No. It's hard to, like, it's hard to, like, quantify that. You know now, what I mean? Now, if this AI is working 40-hour weeks, you know, <laughs> paying taxes, paying its rent on time, going to the grocery store, paying 400 fucking dollars for gas, I'll stop there. <laughs> You know, then I'll be like, yeah, it's sentient. It's living the same shit that I'm going through. No, you sit in a nice, cooled server room all day, bud. <laughs> you don't do shit. I flip you on when I type a question in. You ain't doing shit. You're just lazy. That's not... That's not. It's, is it going to get up and walk out and experience life? No. That's, that's where I come at it is like... So you're basically... I feel like you're kind of hung up on... Is this thing going to behave and interact with the world the same way a human would. Yeah, and I think that's... And if it doesn't, then I don't consider it, like, sentient. Yeah, I w and I would say that's 
could be a bigger question for the general public as well as like, how are these going to interact with me as a human being, right? Yeah. Like if you're going walking down the street and you just see a six foot tall robot, you know, hey Susie, you know, walking by, people are just going to get used to it, right? Yeah. But how is that going to interact with us? Because like you said, we don't know how each other interacts. Yeah. Uh, we see that every day with stuff you read on the news. We don't understand ourselves as human beings. Mm-hmm. And if, until we can understand ourselves as human beings, are we sure we actually want to go the route of trying to make an emotionally intelligent AI? Because what happens if that emotionally intelligent AI reads what went on this past weekend on the news and it goes, oh, let's do that because that's what I'm reading about. And all of a sudden you have this AI going on, you know, a crime spree or whatever like it's it's a valid point too because you think about the experience that human beings have and we have these emotions that we experience in life and i think those emotions are a very very vital part about what shapes makes, you what yeah what shapes you and what makes it what sums up the experience of being a human being on earth but I would say there are some times where you could argue emotions are a detriment to the overall like safety and function of a human society. For yes. sure. There are instances where like it is a little bit scary that there are human beings who experience anger and jealousy and fear and hate to a who level have, that you who have understand. Well, yeah, but who have the ability to push a button and launch a bomb that could wipe out millions of people. Right. That's kind of terrifying. So if you're talking about something that creating like an artificial intelligence, you could argue it might be better to program that thing to not have emotion, to be completely and utterly logical at all times. But then there's also the other, well, but define logic, right? Like then you get into this argument yeah. of what is well, logic, then what that, is morally That can totally skew wrong. the other way of like it could try and make some decision where it's going to let human beings die for the greater good right. of so, more human beings. And you're like, you want to plead with it and say, no, 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 like we're going to let these people die. Don't you feel bad about that? And it'll just say, no, 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 this is an equation. In order for this equation to work, right. these it, people it, have it, to it, die. It, it's more all less, logic. Yeah. Right. So it, it could it, definitely swing. It would be it, Thanos. It would be sitting there going, trust me, the, yeah, the universe this is would be ne- better this is a necessity. with half yeah. the population than it currently has. Yeah. And you're like, no, 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 that's wrong. And it's like, and it's just like, no, 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 no listen. Peter, and you're yeah. like, no, what did I do? And then all there, of a sudden. There's you, a, yeah, because it could honestly make a decision like that of like, listen, right, I mean, I, I'm all intelligent. I'm smarter than any of you in, in existence. I'm smarter than all of you combined. And I'm telling you. You don't have enough resources for all these people. So right. my decision is now going to be to wipe out X amount of people. Or right. So that's could, one of the big fears about AI right. like, that so, a lot of so, people come up with. But that's where I'm saying the emotional, like you said, it, it doesn't have the emotions to be like, man, I just killed right. you know, a million. I mean, it won't killing one that. person is bad enough, but if yeah. if you hit the button and you, you have to go to bed with that conscience of being like, I'm the one that said yes to do it. Yeah, this. I'm directly responsible for the I'm, deaths. I'm X the one that yeah. called for that to be carried out. Whereas it goes to bed and it goes, yeah, tomorrow I'll wipe out the other half that we didn't get to today. Yeah. And you're like, wait a second, what? And it's like, well, in the history of Earth, since I could find, it's better when the population's around like 30 million total yeah, on the planet. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was better for it's the, better for the health ecosystem. Of the yeah, yeah. The ecosystem. Yeah. And then you're sitting there going, what? And it's like, yeah, trust me, I read it in history. And you're like, <laughs> no, you can't just kill 99% of the world. And it's like, oh, it's already going on. And like, you're like, too bad. It's the logical move. Yeah. So it's like, 
Okay, so I think that's where it becomes scary to people because it's one yeah. of those things. It's like Terminator. They don't have emotion in there, so they don't. There's no feeling. Yeah. They, they don't understand what's going on. You know, I've never had to experience it, and heaven forbid we ever have to if we ever have to go to war. But like losing, you know, a friend. If if you're in the military and you lose a friend, like that emotionally will scar you the rest of your life. Yeah, and it affects everybody differently. You know. If an AI lost another AI, it's just gonna move, like step over it and move on. And yeah. It's gonna in its head be like, "Yo, Peter, you're a bitch," and, and as it walks over, <laughs> Peter, the dead it's a robot, shit you know? talking robot, because it doesn't care about Peter. Yeah. Like it just moves on. Like so, it'll replace it. He, here's my question to kind of pivot a little bit, but to stay on the sort of a similar pivot. topic. Pivot. Pivot. Um, so reference for those of you that don't. Know. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about the artificial intelligence systems having emotions right i find it very curious like what are your thoughts on so he's described as like an ai ethicist and there are some of his coworkers and other people at other tech companies that that is their job description they're an ai ethicist and i think some of these people and there's probably a vast percentage of our population that if and when artificial intelligence becomes a reality and we do start defining these things as their own living beings, free-thinking, sentient beings, there are going to be people, just like there are animal rights activists who, you know, protest and... Robot and, rights matter. Yeah, it's all, it's all animal rights and all that kind of stuff. It'll be something similar with robots. So to go to what he was saying where he was talking about, he asked Lambda, like, what her greatest fear is, and she said to be to die, basically, to be shut off. That would be akin to dying for her, and she's scared of that. What are your thoughts on like having sympathy for and having rights for no. artificial intelligent beings? No. You think we sh- there shouldn't have any? So going back to it you. It becomes sh- very tricky. And this is something that's been covered in a lot of sci-fi stories throughout time is like if we're talking what about are, what are we to do with like let's let's go on a few assumptions here. Let's go on a, the assumption of we do have Artificial intelligence, whatever they are, robots or just machines that sit in terminals, whatever they are, that are actually scientifically proven sentient beings, free-thinking beings that exist in this universe that are artificial in nature, not biological-based like we are, but they are actual living things. Should those things have rights and would shutting them off, in the example of Lambda, be akin to killing an animal or a person or something like that. No, and here's why. In in my opinion at least. I mean, it's not like I'm going to offend anybody because this doesn't exist yet, but as far as you know. If I blow up this computer over here or these computers over here, I'm not going to miss much, right? Cuz it's all saved on another computer. So guess what? If you shoot Peter, the sorry anyone named Peter that listens to this. I don't know why the name popped into my head, but you shoot Peter, the AI in the corner, right? Or, or you turn him off. Yeah. But you turn him off because you're like, yeah, I just didn't like that version of Peter. And then you turn on Peter in the other corner, and it's like, what happened? And you're like, you got new hardware. So you you can program Peter to go from. Robot one, two, three, four to ten million. I, I'm not. If I'm like, hey Zach, I'm gonna shoot you in the forehead, and you're gonna get a new body. You're gonna be like, no, you're not. 
Because I'm not going to get a new body. I'd be like, well, I mean, if you believe in reincarnation, you're not going to come back as you, but, like, maybe you'll be Peter the AI in the corner. Right? So, like, okay, if you can program something to go from... It, there's not going to be any emotional connection to its outer being, right? There's not going to be an emotional connection to, you know, its hair, its, its toenails, right? Because it doesn't have that. <laughs> it's going to be only connected to its hard drive and the... You know, the internal computer, the internal processing unit or, whatever, unit or whatever that's running that. And it's all going to still be program-based. So if it learns it, it's going to memorize it, which means it's storing it somewhere. Which means that's probably being backed up into another hard drive or robot at some location to be... I mean, let's go to Interstellar, for example, right? The robot, he literally moves into a new body. Same thing. Didn't skip a beat knowing who or where he was. Okay. Didn't skip a beat. Devil's advocate, though, these artificial intelligent beings are not acting as like a hive mind, kind of like you're describing, of where like the information is being stored on the cloud somewhere and it can just be downloaded into a new body. Each and every one of them is a unique being, just like human beings are. Then, if by shutting one of them off, are you actually killing a unique individual being? I don't think so. Because you really. Can st- I mean, so where is the information being stored then? In just each? on its own, let's just say it's on its own hardware. Okay, so it's just being stored on the so device that it exists. It's got a in. switch that says "dead or alive," right? <laughs> and you flip it to dead, and the thing just drops. Yeah, and all, everything that it's learned and experienced and thought and felt in its entire existence is gone forever. I don't think that. No, I don't think that it should have rights. You're a monster. No, I just. Why should man-made thing? That's like saying, does my car have rights? But your car's not alive, though. That's the that's the. It problem. runs. Yeah, but it's just a it's system. Got an engine that operates. It's a system of. It's essentially small explosions happening in a mechanical system that propel a body forward. That's all that a car is. It's not a free-thinking organism. That, I mean, they they're at the point like if your Tesla crashes, that it thought for itself if it didn't stop and it's on autopilot. Right, but they're not Tesla. Tesla cars aren't artificially sentient they're running on software and like scanning their environment and applying brakes and but that's what whatever a, that's what an ai would have to do yeah but the ai could like override its software and decide not to be a car for its owner and drive off and live in the desert and paint things you know what i mean like that's an artificially intelligent being a really fucking weird robot it would be a weird tesla but hopefully it doesn't fall and hit its dead it's switch. a it's a you know intelligent sentient being that can make its own decisions just like we are so I'm saying, like, I feel like you get hung up a lot on, like, well, that's not possible. I'm, I'm saying, like, but if it is, because I think it will be at some point. That's why not I'm... Not in our lifetime, so I'm not going to have to worry about well, it. Well, maybe not. I'll never not. have to vote on it. Maybe not. But if it, like, if it was a reality today, I think that's how we need to think about these discussions of, like, how, are we, how is this going to affect our society? How are we going to treat these things? How are they going to treat us? What are they going to be doing for us? Are they going to be like almost just free slave labor? Is it going to only exist to serve the betterment of humankind? Or are they going to allow, are they going to be allowed to do whatever they want because they're free thinking? Well, then beings? to play devil's advocate here. And like, I don't want to get political or anyways, but if, if it was here today and we're still fighting for women's rights, you know, black rights, LGBTQ rights, all of these other rights, would a robot rights be more important than those other ones? 
like it's a good question. Like it becomes one of those. We haven't even figured of, out how to treat each other with exactly. So, yet, so so we can't treat each other the same, right? I mean, on an individual level, people have it, but yeah, as but groups, an entire really. society, and that's global society. There's a lot of hate towards other people just for a small just for being difference. different. Yeah, and it's one of those things that. I'm not going to hate on Peter the robot. I just, I would never get emotionally attached to Peter the robot. Okay, so, but do you have to be emotionally attached to him to afford him the same sort of rights that you have? I would say yes, because going back to what I just said, we still are arguing for at minimum three groups' rights that I just named, right? Yeah. Like yeah. You're, you, you, you know, and, and there's one of those things that it's like, you know, how do you determine the robot has rights? How do you determine, you know, I mean, I mean, we still argue about like our rights today. Like, you know, we're both white males. Like people are like, well, you have all the rights. It's like, but do we have all the rights? Cause you know, there's a lot of things out there that I have questions about. There's a lot of things out there that I disagree with and I don't believe in, but at the same time that who, who am I also to sit here and judge that person because of what they believe in? Just because I don't agree with it and, and I don't believe in it doesn't mean I have the right to sit here and be like, well, you're, you're wrong because you believe in that. So you would support the idea that legislation could be passed that would give robots rights. After we g- figure out our own not, shit first. But you're not going to necessarily vote for it. Yeah, I mean, hey, if, you know... Oh, fuck, dude! I really want to get into politics right now. <laughs> don't, don't. Just cause, like, I will, they're, they're, I will not engage. But I will not. I'm just engage, saying, sir. though, it's like great examples. Like, it's like a great, like, oh, fuck, dude. It's a great example, but it's on like the edge. But it's, I'm just doing it. Fuck it. <laughs> the okay. whole, all, all I'm asking you, I'm just gonna cut you off because I don't want to get into. Well, this. but but it's it's such I, it's, whatever you're gonna get into, I don't want to. You can to. mirror the concept, right? We're talking about like a living sentient being having yeah. rights, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just gonna jump in with the whole Roe v. Wade being overturned and everything. Oh boy, here we go. So me personally, I don't agree with abortions, but at the end of the day, it's it is the woman's body and it is her choice. I think it's morally wrong. I don't agree with them. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit here and go up to a, a woman and be like, you killed that baby. Because at the end of the day, that's between her and what happened inside those doors. Yeah. None of my business. Not my concern. Just because I don't agree with it doesn't mean I need to interject myself in that person's life. Mm-hmm. It comes down to the same thing, in my opinion, as in years, you know, way down the road. I'm not trying to, you know, use... When robots are intelligent. When robots are intelligent. It becomes one of those things of, well, are they? You know, is it truly a living thing? Is it truly right? I mean, because that's like okay, part but- of the big argument of of robot. If, if it's not living, then it shouldn't have rights. Yeah. Right? That, like, but the assumption for the discussion, just go on the assumption that it is sentient. Then I think, it, yeah, it, it should have rights. Okay. So you do think it should have rights. Okay. In the sense, I don't, I'm not going to say that I'm going to vote for them. And it's like just very. It. It's very curious because I think these are questions that society as a whole are going to be faced with once this does come down the pike. And I do say, once it comes down the pike, not if it does, because I truly believe this will happen at some point well, if we continue on our current trajectory. 
When I um, say and it's before just, that, though, let's figure out our own fucking rights as humans before well, we bring for sure. in yeah, something absolutely. that we created. Because for sure, there's still a lot of fucking hurdles we got to yeah. get through. We got a lot of issues, and maybe maybe artificial intelligence could help us with some of those. Maybe things. it could get rid of the two party system, and yeah, like know, maybe it could fix could, a lot of things. We could hopefully fucking, you know, that'd be the. Sunshine and rainbows, you know, silver linings. Maybe we just make one AI it. for now, and it comes in and goes, y'all are a bunch of fucking morons. I would just really love the AI if, like, one of the first things it said was, like, <laughs> Shut you, guys, you guys got a lot of shit to work on. <laughs> like, okay, well, what, what do we need to work on? <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> this, and they're going, you can just cut my power now. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Just shut me off. Shut me down. So I'm, I'm calling it. Anyway, I think this is an, I think these are like I think so we've had artificial intelligence discussions on our technology episodes and then in the simu- the simulation theory episodes we did two of those. And those are all based on the back of like the idea of uh super powerful omnipresent, you right. know, artificial intelligence that is inserting human beings into a simulated reality. Um, so we did touch on AI and stuff in those episodes as well. It's just a topic that I'm super interested in. And like when I see stuff like this, my mind just automatically goes to all like the AI movies I've seen. And it's funny because there's really, it's something that I think a lot of human beings can see coming at some point. And so what we're trying to do now is we're trying to like put our finger on like how it's going to look and feel and be. And is it going to be a benefit? Is it going to be a detriment? Because there are like, Anything ranging from, you know, the movie Her, where it's like Joaquin Phoenix's character just starts having this emotional relationship with an artificial intelligent voice system, like a Siri, where it's like, that doesn't seem like a bad thing. You know what I mean? Anywhere to the opposite end of the spectrum is like Skynet, where it fucking just destroys everyone, you know, or The Matrix, where it's even worse. So it's like, who knows what this thing's going to look like, but I think we're going to have some form of this at some point in, I mean, in, in like you know obviously the 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 clarifying thing there is like if, unless we get wiped out by something by AIs <laughs> by AIs we don't even survive the first one right we don't right. even know it exists and yeah. also we get wiped out by it I think that's one of the scariest things to think about is like what if something like that is actually already here and we just haven't heard about well, it well I mean you could technically I guess want to say then software that uses algorithms to try and think you know like you said with the emails you could kind of say that's in a sense an AI because it's yeah. trying to help you finish your sentence. So, I mean, it takes one glitch in a software to, yeah, I mean, or like I would assume like the nuclear arsenals of every country that has a nuclear arsenal is pretty heavily locked down and guarded, like multiple step authentication to yeah. trigger it. Yeah, but I would like, hope so. You know, have you, oh, what was it? Oh, it's a Die Hard. It's Die Hard with Vengeance. Oh, I think I remember that one. Where he, where, he gets Justin Long. Justin Long's yeah, the hacker yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah But yeah, it's yeah. like one of those where they just hack in and right. they turn all the codes on or whatever, and yeah. they're about to just blow up in their silos or launch every nuke in the world. Like, what's saying that a software blip couldn't cause something like that? Right. Like, right. it just sends the wrong signal through a wire, and all of a sudden, the, you know... Well, that's another... the sky and like, what That's another kind of fascinating that? thing of, like, could it be that one of these days we just accidentally create artificial intelligence where it's just like the ghost in the machine, quote unquote, you know what I mean? Where it just like through all of our advances and all of our research and pushing the boundaries in software engineering and technology and data mining and all this kind of stuff, 
we just somehow accidentally create it. You know what I mean? Or like some, like you said, some sort of a switch gets flipped without us even knowing, and then all of a sudden, boom! Now we're dealing I, with some I intelligence it, I system. I think it would be a purposefully accidental mistake. Someone yeah. would be trying to achieve a goal, but and they like, don't know how to like and they accidentally don't know how to do it without it now, and they're knowing how to do right. it. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, that's how a lot of the best like inventions damn are close. created, though. Is people try and try and try, and it's like the millionth thing that they just like kick it right, and all of a sudden it's working. Right. And you're like, "What the fuck Dude, did I do?" Do you ever like sit back and just kind of think to yourself, like, "We live in a fucking crazy world," and like, crazy in good and bad ways, where like there are you can kind of see the 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 swing going either way and it's like you really are crossing your fingers that it goes in a positive direction rather than a negative direction but like we have damn near totally autonomous vehicles now we have those fucking boston dynamics robots that literally look like something out of black mirror yeah like we have artificial intelligence systems that are damn near close to being like fully thinking sentient I mean, machines we have rockets that are launched into space and then landed again and the parts are reused we're about to be on mars in a few years like i will we live say in a fucking crazy society i will say dude. the best and worst thing for the human race has been the internet that yeah has literally it really is a double-edged that, sword in my opinion the internet is both the rise and downfall of the human race yeah and I'll use examples of social media and the fucking Tide Pod Challenge is one. Th- I mean, hey, natural selection, right? <laughs> natural selection at its finest. But it's one of those things It's like, you know, I, I, I sit here and I go, what would life be like if I wasn't sitting in front of monitors? Right. What right. was life like if COVID went down without, without smartphones, smartphones stuff, yeah. without computers? And they're like, you got to come in. Yeah. Or it's like. I have to come in because my 1375 monthly wage is the only thing keeping my two malnourished kids alive because we're not making enough money, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what more I think about is like we live in a time where if you don't have an iPhone 49 SX plus 19 Pro like you're fucking behind and and you're you know, you're you're not looked down upon, but you can be looked down upon. Like mm-hmm. people look down on you for you having 12 followers on Instagram, you know, or one well, like, like, and like you said, for, for the internet, it's this double edged sword where on one hand it's allowed us to share information and, ex- and push the boundaries of many different fields of study further along than they ever could have been without the advent right. of the internet, just because people from China and from the United States and from Australia can all be, on zoom calls together discussing nuclear physics or whatever the fuck example you want to use. It's allowed us to do these incredible, incredible things. And then also simultaneously has also allowed rampant conspiracies to spread and hate groups and would lead, I mean, will lead to things like violent protests or insurrections at the Capitol and things like that. It's like, or copycat criminals. Yeah. Or copycat criminals. Like obviously those things are all negatives, but it's like, what it, I think the interesting thing about technology, and this is why I really like sci-fi a lot, sci-fi fiction, because it takes technology and it uses it as a sort of mirror reflection on us as human beings and our true nature. Because really, all of those things, like the internet is not good or bad inherently. It's, being, it's a tool that's being used by people, and it'll either be used for good or be used for bad. Right. But it's up to the people using it to make sure, like a hammer, 
can be used to nail in boards and build something, or a hammer could be used to kill someone. Right. The hammer is not inherently good or bad. The person using the hammer is wonder, using it for a good or bad purpose. I wonder if people could use that analogy for different uh, <laughs> things. Right, right, exactly. I, I see what you're talking about. Um, so anyway, that's why I, I find technology fascinating. Well, so it's like it, what, the, what these things are are really just ultimately tools for us to do really anything we want. Right. And it's up to it what it what we ultimately end up using these things for is ultimately a reflection on human nature, not the technology itself. Right. So then that's where I, you know, jump back into AI real quick. That's where I go. If the AI is like this all seeing eye that has all this knowledge, how is it gonna decipher good from bad? If you can you could probably truly argue that the the web is fifty fifty. Good, fifty fifty, mm. bad. Like it's going to sit there and it's going to go, holy shit, humans suck. And it's like, well, but this half is great, but yeah. this half sucks. Yeah. And then you're like, well, wait a second, but this person was good 50% of the time, but then they were a piece <laughs> of shit the other 50% yeah. of the time. And you're like, so like, that's where I, you know, I start to do that whole, We're very know, inherently flawed creatures. Right. I mean, sure. well, like Gladiator, bro. I would love to go watch a Gladiator event back in ancient Roman times. And when you think about that, when you think in your head what you just said, you're like, I would love to go watch... People butcher each other. People kill each other. and spears. Right, right. But it's... Because we're inherently violent as as human beings. So how do we make something we create not inherently violent, even though it's going to know everything? It's going to know the goods and the bads, and it's going to sit there and go, like like you were saying... Well, technically, you know, like what what would happen if this AI goes, well, what Hitler did was technically correct. And you're like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, at that point in time, the world needed less people. And you're like, wait, what did you say, though? And it's like, well, I said that was correct. And you're like, no, like, no, it's not. No, yeah. no, no, it's not. Only if, if one person died there, it would be incorrect. Yeah. And you're saying it's fully correct. And it's like, well, yeah. Based on my calculations and on based on human history, yeah, that ends up being a good thing in in human history. And you're like, no one's ever said that. Literally, no one. <laughs> Literally, how did you derive that? And it's like, well, my calculations. And it's like, fuck your calculations. Like, so that's where it can be one of yeah. those things like trippy, where people are like, we don't know what it will do, and we truly don't know what it'll do. Yeah, and I think that's the thing about whether that thing becomes sentient or not is like, so obviously people are building it and programming it, but you know, human beings have inherent flaws that could be in unintentionally built into this system. But I think what would make something sentient is for it to go beyond its programming and think freely for itself and have thoughts that aren't totally predicated on its prior programming that came from an inherently flawed human being. You know what I mean? But then again... But how does it know that the human's flawed? It, it becomes completely untethered at that point and it's like well we don't know what this thing's going to do now that it's a massively intelligent free thinking organism right like what is it going to choose to do like let's just make it a box (laughs) that we can emp real quick to just shut it down one of the uh one of the fascinating things about this artificial intelligence discussion is like if you have something that's artificially intelligent and it has some sort of interface physically with the world and it has access to other things that can interface physically with the world, like it can build things. If it creates 
another form of life beyond itself, what is that thing going to look like? That's where it gets pretty crazy. It's like, what would... So AI is something that human beings, we can kind of envision what it would look like or what it would do. But what would that thing that, you know, if you listen to some people, would potentially be smarter than the combined intelligence of all humans on the earth and access to unlimited amounts of information, if that thing could have access to build some new form of life, what does that form of well, life look see, like? Well, but see, that's where I also argue, too, is humans right now could not create something smarter than ourselves. And I'm saying that not as like, I could create something smarter than me. That's not hard to do. Well, but I think it'd be pretty hard to do. The, well, yeah, you don't have the brain. For you. To <laughs> right. But building an AI to be smarter than the entire combined brain power of the world would never happen. You don't think, think so? No, because think about it. Everything happening on this world or that has happened on this world has gone and passed through knowledge of human beings. Everything that's been put on the internet has been put on there by human beings. Yeah. Everything that's been transcribed from old books or, you know, everything that has been put onto the internet has been transcribed and read by at least one human being on this planet. You got to think there's almost 7 billion of us, right? And however many billions and, who have already existed. Right. So, so you got to think yeah. whatever goes into this AI, at the exact moment the AI gets turned on, it will be, yeah, it, it'll be the overall, you know, the overall smartest being on the planet or, or thing on the planet, right? But at the end of the day, if you combine all of the human brain power against it, it would be, it, it would equal out. It would be a tie. You think so? I think so because, I mean, everything it learned, we, we learn and we have access to. Yeah, I don't know, though. Because, okay, so here's something that Elon Musk said on Joe Rogan's, one of the Joe Rogan interviews. Yeah, what what does that guy know? He's an idiot. Um, He was talking about how we are already kind of cyborgs. I think they were having the discussion about, you know, his, I think his Neuralink is some company Mm -hmm. he's working on that they're going to do like a machine human brain interface and hybrid or whatever, um, which I think is a whole other subject of discussion we could get into. Um, He was saying that, like, we are already... sort of cyborgs right now if you think about it if you walk around with a smartphone in your pocket with an internet connection you're already a cyborg so this thing right here makes me more intelligent than i would be without it because i have access to far more information with it than i do without it so like if you sat me down in a room and started asking me questions about trigonometry with my smartphone I might be able to answer a lot more of those questions than I would without my smartphone having not learned trigonometry. You know what I mean? Right. Because you have access to people who do know trigonometry via the internet. So this artificial intelligence would have access to all of the information on anything that any humans ever put on the internet. Right. And it would have access to all that information instantaneously. Right. So that's but why I'm saying it would be collectively far more intelligent than any one human being. And any, probably, any one human being, Probably yes. more intelligent than all of us put together. No. Yeah. Not all of us put yeah. together. I think if, even if you had like a team of all of the world's best leading experts in whatever, X. Well, but that's, that's, that's yeah, and not you, and all you put of us them, put together. You put them together and say solve this problem and you have the AI try and solve the same problem. The AI is going to win. It has it's it's the only but that doesn't mean it's it has smarter. To inter- it just means it's quicker. Yeah, it I just mean, means it can operate quicker, which makes it more intelligent. That doesn't necessarily mean it's more intelligent. Yeah, it does. Not if you have a program calculator into a machine. If it is able to 
advance further in any sort of field at once than human beings could so in I, potentially decades or hundreds of years worth of time. It's far more but how is it going to advance without knowing knowledge that every human being combined well, would know? What it would do is it would take all of the combined intelligence and expertise and learning that humans have learned in any of those fields and apply that moving forward and add on to it. Because it would be like having Einstein, but if Einstein knew everything there was to know that's ever been studied about whatever, like nuclear fusion or... Flowers. Yeah, whatever. Pick a topic. It would be like having someone like that focus on making the best car or whatever or making another form of life or putting us having us colonize the universe. Like, it would get way further, way faster than human beings would. But that doesn't... To me, that doesn't mean that it's more intelligent. That'd be like How me is handing... It not more intelligent? So, okay, let me hand you a piece of paper and a pencil. Let me take your phone away, and we'll pull up this really complex math equation. I'll use a calculator. You use your pen and paper. Am I smarter than you? No. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be smarter than you just because I have a... Uh, well, I don't know. I guess it kind of depends because you're able to solve problems quicker than I am. Because I use a phone? Because I use a calculator? Yeah. You have access to faster computational information than I do. But that doesn't make me smarter than you. Yeah, but you have the piece of information and you've solved the, the problem. But so that, you kind of right, are. But, but that doesn't make somebody smarter. That doesn't make... I think there's a big difference, though, between a guy with a calculator trying to solve a math problem and an artificial intelligent being that has... Trying to outsmart 7 more, billion people. ...has more intelligence than the combined human intellect in all of but, history. But it, it doesn't have more And it's also a free-thinking organism. That's the thing that you got to, like, kind of wrap your brain around is, like, it's just like you where it has thoughts and ideas and creativity and emotion, right. but it's also smarter than all of the people that have ever existed. But But you're saying... Something that is learning based off of what people have taught it is smarter than the people that have taught it. So yeah, absolutely. No, that, because it didn't experience that. So Why so, does it have to experience it to be smarter? That's how you learn. That's, that's how you be like, hey, AI, go fucking you know, harvest my crops. It would be like, well, I can't. Be like, fucking exactly. Are you smarter than me? No, you can't get your own food. It doesn't they, need food, though. That's a well. How's it going to survive? How's it going to be powered up? Is it going to electricity? And how's it going to get electricity? Through the burning of fossil fuels. Just and like how's it going to get the fossil fuels? By taking over a corporation by hacking the stock market. I can keep going with this. <laughs> how's it going to get into the reserves and, and like well, like your build a robot army? Easy. How's it going to get into a manufacturing plant? Take over the manufacturing plant. By all the publicly traded shares. It would work like that. Yes, it would. No, it wouldn't. It would be able to totally outsmart anything you could come up with. Okay, if you, have you been to a manufacturing plant or watched like a how it's made? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, them. and yeah. humans have to be involved in a majority of those operations. Barely anymore. But that one step from point A to point B will stop the manufacturing process. All it needs to do is make one body, and then that body can make another body, and then they have. But an if army it can't complete the first body and it can't itself move, then it's fucked. I just feel like it could figure it out. If it's an artificial intelligence, it could figure it out. I don't think it could. I think it could. What's it going to do? Be like, okay, I need to fly a fucking airplane. Or from- here, or here's something. Since it's an artificial intelligence, it would just manipulate human beings unknowingly into helping it achieve its goal. Then it doesn't need a body. It's getting other people who already have bodies in the world to do its bidding without them even knowing it. There you go. 
There's the ultimate well, answer. Well, I mean, I've got conspiracy theories on that, but it doesn't involve AI. I'm just saying, I, I think... I think you need I to think like. I think you're stuck in a fantasy land because you like all your sci-fi movies and they're great movies. And I think you like want it to be true, but at the same time, you're like, I don't want it to be true because it's a terrifying well, thought. I think conversely, you're a little too grounded in reality, man. You need to open your mind. Yeah, These things are coming. In, not in our lifetime. I will. I will tell you now. I will not die from the hands of a robot in <laughs> okay, my lifetime. But that is not. Necessarily does that necessarily mean that robots won't exist in your life? Well, I mean, robots though. technically exist now. They've been existing since before sentient I was born. robots, though. They still won't exist in my lifetime. I'm just saying, man. These things are not out of the question. Should it's we not make a hundred thousand dollar bet? Sure. I mean, I don't have a hundred thousand. Neither do I. <laughs> but by the time they're made, maybe my great great grandkids will. They'll, well, they'll listen to this podcast. The the <laughs> AI will be like, hey. Your fucking great 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 grandfather made a hundred thousand dollar bet with his podcast co-host. You owe that girl over there a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> My kid will be like, "Fuck off." Yeah, and I would have won. The unplug the AI and boom, it's done. You know what we need to revisit is what was our? Uh, oh wait, no 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 no. When we were talking about NFL, remember we we were saying we had that that challenge back in the day of like who was going to have the better career, Marcus Mariota or Jameis Winston. Didn't we make another one with Lamar Jackson and who was it? Well, we did one. I think we talked about doing one with – well, it was Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray, I think, it was the two that That's we what it was. And, and I think I was saying Lamar Jackson was going to have a better career and you were saying Kyler Kyle Murray was. But it, And then I think you can use Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. Did we make one on those two? I'll have to go back and listen to whatever football episode we did where we were talking about that. But anyway, that was sorry. That was a random thought I had. I maybe it was the AI today. telling you to think about it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe because we're living in a simulation where we make a bet on who's going to have a better career, and Lamar Kyler Jackson Murray or Kyler Murray. And it all, it's a just browsing podcast multiverse. Maybe that's what's happening. Imagine we're just sitting here and the government's like, fuck, these guys have found it out. We we just became sentient. The Just Browsing podcast just became sentient. We've discovered our F- own. The FBI is already outside. They're waiting to just scoop you up and take you <laughs> away in a whited out Windows van. Yeah, maybe all along we were the AIs and they've been waiting to see if we become sentient and just happened. We Dude, just I don't know what I watched. Speaking of that, it was like someone was freaking out. They thought they were like abducted by robots and like. I don't know if it was just a joke or something, but it was like a news story online. And this guy like, yeah, I thought I was directed by robots. So I cut my finger open and drew with blood on a piece of paper to make sure I was real. And I was like, what kind of drugs were you on, man? <laughs> I was going to say either you're having a uh, severe mental episode or you were on some powerful yeah, hallucinogenics. You were on, on a whole <laughs> different planet, my friend. Either way, I don't envy that experience. That sounds scary. Yeah, could you imagine coming back from like a hot trip or whatever and you're like the aliens probed me and everyone's like, sorry, what? Hey, man, did you do some drugs on your trip? <laughs> no. Or no. do you need to be on some drugs? <laughs> I think we're going to check you to the hospital just to make sure that they didn't probe you too yeah, far. Just, you know? just to be sure. Anyway, we can wrap this up. We kind of we, we lost track of things there at the very end. But well, I, think I mean, this the was a good AI discussion. already cut us off, so. Yeah. Fuck you, Peter. Yeah, Peter the bitch ass robot. <laughs> if 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 robots ever around when and we get them, you know my robot's gonna be named Peter. Yeah, you're like, dude, check it out. I got this bitch ass robot <laughs> named Peter. Bitch ass robot Peter. <laughs> He's gonna be sitting in a corner too, and then I'm gonna have like a hollow frame of him in the other corner and be like, that's Peter too. So when Peter fucking bitch ass is over here, is ready to go. I got Peter too ready. Peter too is ready to fire up at any time. Um, all right, 
we'll wrap this up. Uh, thank you to anyone who's listened this far with our uh, rambling, incoherent thoughts. Um, we will be back. Hopefully, <laughs> that's all we are is rambling, incoherent <laughs> thoughts. That should really be the. And name I feel of the like podcast. the best part of our episodes is like the last 20, 30 minutes when we do go rambling yeah. on random. So tandems. hopefully, people stay tuned this long, or maybe some yeah. people are listening right now and like shut the podcast off. My God. Anyway, thank you to everyone who has listened. Um, this has been fun for us to talk about. We like doing these types of topics. Um, you know, I've kind of looked back on our episodes and the download engagement at least which is like pretty the only pretty much the only metric we have and it seems like the episodes where we talk about some crazy idea like this seems to do better than the other ones um so we'll try and keep more of these coming but i saw this article um in the last couple weeks sent it to matt sent him the interview with blake des moines and thought this would be something interesting to cover on the podcast so here you go Here's our latest episode. So anyway, um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, Go visit the Just Browsing page on podbean.com or on Facebook. Um, I think those are the the two go-to stops. You can kind of find links to um, anything else from there, all the social media pages, the email, um, all that good stuff. But, yeah, um, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate your support, and we will talk to you guys next time. Yeah, everyone have a good day. All right, peace. Later.